Well, good morning, good day, good evening. My name is Jill. You are here at Jill's Journals Out Loud, and this is a special request presentation. Uh, I have spent 10 plus years talking about the concept of just walk away, meaning getting ready, being mobile, doing what you got to do if disaster strikes, if war breaks out, uh, all kinds of things. Uh, and the question wasn't actually directed at that philosophy, but I thought I would take an opportunity to kind of rehash all this because when I made those videos and audios, I was just going back and looking at the video and I couldn't find one that was specific to this because of my style. I am inefficient, but um, I really wanted to readdress it because the world has become infinitely more complex and the decision-making process is even more difficult. So what we're gonna to do today in part one is I'm gonna talk about the what and why of it just a bit, and then tomorrow uh, for the paid subscribers, I will be talking about how it affects you on a more personal and day-to-day -day and your experience level. So we're gonna take a deep breath. Uh, I'm gonna remind you that this is a one-shot podcast. There's no editing. And I'm going to warn you that there's a car on the premises, so it may be driving away, and the dog may be going off, and the microphone may fall down. And this is basically my version of live. So when I left, uh, gosh, over 11 years ago, yeah, 11 years ago, it was like August 11th or 12th was the day I got in my little Bronco, pulled my white trailer, immediately almost uh, had it fall off the hitch and the adventure began. Uh, I really left with the idea that I was just going to go look around for a year and reestablish a life. And when I left in 2011, I had most of the same fears and concerns that we are facing in our world today. And it felt imminent to me then. I remember in 2010, uh, being at home in California and having, you know, bought all this food and was ready to hunker down and dig in because I was convinced something was going to happen. And it just really hasn't. And so I'm looking in hindsight about how on the edge I've been about all of this when right now we are so on the edge, it takes my breath away. But it also begs the question, how many of our decisions should really be based on the future and what we're afraid or curious about what it might be? And so when I launch into this whole thing that we were going to do today, uh, you're going to see some, if you looked at the, the, the posting along with this podcast, you're going to see a bunch of maps. That's not everything, but you know, how much time do you have? You're going to see some videos and... The reality is, is there's really two main ways that most of us are looking at this. Where can I go, settle in, dig in, and write it out? Uh, how can I travel through it? And I guess the third would be, what do I do if I can't do anything? And, you know, my takeaway from 10 plus years of being quite obsessive about this idea about where, where is the best place for me to go and spending much more time and energy in hindsight than I wish I had thinking about it. My takeaway is who knows what the future's going to bring. So I think the most important thing that we really all need to have a hard and fast look about 
is not where is the safest place, but really what do we want the quality of whatever amount of life we're going to have actually be. And I started all this podcasting on Substack with the really core question, do you want to survive? Uh, And that really is probably still the key question because if you're really passionate about you know, the end of the world and surviving no matter what and hardcore, that's a very different mentality than I just want the highest quality of life for as long as I can and I'm okay with the outcome. And those two things can be the same or they can be diametrically opposed. And probably one of the biggest reality checks I've had as part of, you know, being a grown-up is having responsibility and responsibilities are animals, uh, their jobs, there's health issues, there's other people, there's family you might need to take care of. You know, there's all this other quote unquote baggage that doesn't fit into my just walk away philosophy. The flip side is, is all you have to do is look around the world and see that migrant and refugee status for all kinds of reason is the over arching theme to the world norm. Humans have always migrated and they migrate because of weather and climate. They migrate because of war. They migrate because of famine. They migrate because they can't work for opportunity. Uh, They migrate because of persecution. They migrate because they're just getting chased out. This period of peace and food abundance and stable climate has created a situation that is actually abnormal in the history of the world. And one of the things I think that's happened to us is we have this idea that somehow we are entitled or uh, it's normal to have some kind of security. And the world has never had security, but what we've experienced, especially in Western civilization in the last few decades, is awesome security. Not everybody, but overall, most of us have had the promise of some degree of comfort and safety. We've got safety nets, we have social welfare programs, we have organized food production, we have health care systems, we have transportation, we've had job and industry growth, uh, we've had a relatively stable monetary system, you know, without the details going on behind the scene. Uh, we haven't had any war in America, we haven't had war inside Australia, and while Europe has had war in recent uh in the recent century, it's been a couple decades since they've had to deal with what war is. So we have enjoyed an unprecedented amount of stability in the history of the world. So with that, we're going to take a deep breath. We're going to have to sort of dust ourselves off and look at how we want to go forward because we are not only on the cusp of all kinds of, uh, physical changes. Uh, Even as I come to you right now, the earth is getting, uh, having uh, solar flares, I believe. Uh, And, you know, we're due for a big sun event. You know, the magnetic field is collapsing. We've got earthquakes, we have volcanoes, we have drought, we have famine, we have threats of civil war, we have threats of being invaded by China and Russia. 
Uh, we have threats of the UN being ready to come in and take over. Uh, we have threats of martial law. Or we have threats of going on a lockdown. Uh, we have political upheaval. In America, we don't even know if we're going to have a uh, election, much less anyone which voting actually matters. Uh, we've got biomedical terrorism happening. We have just basic old health happening. We've got aging happening. Uh, we have family members who are sick, even if we are not. Uh, we have employment issues. We have states that are all having you know, their own party about how they want to move forward. Uh, with gas going up, we have transportation issues. That's a lot. There is absolutely no way to factor every single thing in and figure out what the best way to move forward is. You know, one of the reasons I chose New Mexico 10 plus years ago was this area with the coming changes in our uh, weather due to the ending and beginning of cycles has had a 50-50 chance of being very wet as it changed or being very dry. You know, the interesting thing is, is that even though the Southwest is in a terrible, terrible, terrible drought, the particular area I am in has gotten hammered by rain and I feel like I'm living in a jungle in the Amazon that the weeds and things are so high I can't even walk through the field. Uh, I did it the other day in Poor Haven. The little dog is it's all over her head and I'm up to my hips. I'm being whipped by all these weeds and I can hardly believe this is the same place that was cracked dirt ground, dry, dusty, just horrific a few months ago. So there isn't any way to predict exactly what's going to happen. So we really have to make that decision. You know, do I want to survive? How much comfort do I want in the time that I have left? And how much am I willing to do to be adaptable to changes? Uh, and that really means are you going to dig in or are you going to be mobile and do what I've been talking about for so long is to just walk away. And so because I've been thinking about this for so long uh, and in the last year I've been trying to make a decision about where to go, I've really shrunk my time frame. Uh, you know, I came back to New Mexico mostly just because I needed to get an address again. I needed to sort out uh, some of the business logistics of being a human being you know we just have rules about driver's license and car insurance and things like that and it's extremely difficult to be without a real address and so it's something as simple as that that's been the driver of this basic decision but at the same time I got up and left a couple years ago because of New Mexico because it is run by uh, someone, you know, a governor who wants to lock everything down and who wants to follow the rules of uh, being very uh, conservative in their understanding about, uh, not conservative politically, but being very conservative in terms of wanting to look at data and just going with the party line. So, uh, and I'm aware of that. And if it happens again, you know, I don't know if I want to stay here. So, it's really hard to have this conversation because there's no hard and fast and easy way to go. But if you are thinking about relocating 
or you are in an area where you can't relocate but want to be able to escape if there's a problem like if you're in a bigger city or you're somewhere uh, physically that might be at risk uh, you know for any kind of war breakout where you are uh, I think it's a really good time to rethink it I have been intuitively feeling a lot of pressure to get myself in gear to pick up and go not to drag the trailer because that is just not going to happen but to be have the capacity that if I need to make a decision that I'm able to make that decision but there's this whole emotional baggage thing that goes with all the baggage of your stuff so that's the kind of thing we're going to talk a little bit more about tomorrow Uh, but today I wanted to talk about just the practical aspect but again I think it really begins with this idea about what are you interested in committing to Uh, And I think it's a valid question because, uh, as I've shared, I'm fascinated by this as an issue. I've studied all different cultures and time frames. uh, And my favorite thing to do is to look at the pictures and what are people wearing and what are they carrying and how are they migrating. And, you know, what's different about those of us who are in America that's happening at our southern border, that is not a a normal migration pattern. I was just listening to a gal who's gone down there and she was talking to uh, a whistleblower who works at one of these uh, non-governmental organizations, NGOs, and they've been tasked with uh, organizing where all the children will be going. Uh, And we won't even discuss the horror of that. But what he said is there's probably between 30 and 40,000 children a month being relocated without parents into the country in addition he said there's just cargo plane after cargo plane after cargo plane that's picking people up and transporting them it is a highly organized and now industrial uh, event that's happening that is not normal migration normal migration looks like a refugee camp where people flood across the border and they walk or drive or take their animals because where they physically are is no longer uh, able to live there. And, you know, America may be experiencing something like that soon. If we had some kind of event where the electricity did go out, most of us would not be able to physically sit in our current home for very long because we wouldn't have any water and so you know one of my big takeaways from the just walk away idea was not a bug out bag for just a few days but rather what are you going to pack up for the rest of your life because you probably are not coming back home now I have all the stuff uh, I've collected a few times and I've realized that there's no universe that I can actually pick up everything that I have pretended like will go with me on my journey Uh, and one of the reasons I focused on this just walk away program and this is sort of the takeaway for those of you like me who don't have the money and means to just do whatever I want when the world changes again uh, I couldn't afford to buy every single thing so what I did is I focused on what was what's the one outfit what are the what are the tools what are the what kind of backpack what are shoes what do I need to physically relocate quickly and permanently because that to me is worst case scenario you know the easy version is 
I get to pick where I want to go and I get to pack up and I get to move all my stuff and if I don't like it I can still go someplace else so I really see the biggest component of all of this idea about relocation about migration about being a refugee about staying safe is it's more of a psychological issue than a practical one because you just have to look at history people have been migrating since the beginning of time migration is not the problem Uh, even where to go is not the problem the reality is the capacity to cope with it as a reality if you decide to go or the ability to make peace with the idea if you decide not to and that is okay right if you're older like I can't physically walk very much distance right now my you know ease of walking away was my 10 mile 10 mile circle that's kind of your circumference if you live if you have everything you need with a 10 mile in any direction you're probably okay staying where you are but if it's more than 10 miles which is basically one long day or two uh, shorter days walk uh, you've got to think about moving I can't walk 10 miles anymore so Uh, These are the kinds of things that nobody really talks about. They just sort of talk about the fantasy version. Uh, But the reality is it's a very physical experience. And that's why, you know, I always speak to this idea. You've got to take an extremely realistic perspective and assessment. Uh, Are you able to? And can you make peace with the fact that you might not be able to? And that is okay. But I think, you know, the biggest thing for me, you know, when I was thinking about doing this is I was thinking about all the different times and all the different ways I've just picked up and gone. Uh, And for me, it was always, you know, with an excitement about the possibility of what could be. I think the difference between the conversation now is it's not an excitement about, uh, you know, being to a new country or starting over or meeting new people or arriving with a clean slate. Uh, It's really like, oh my God, this is terrifying. I have no idea what I'm moving towards. Uh, And that was really interesting to me when I did the video, you know, the grid down event simulation. I realized for all my talk and my love of just walking away, you know, in the past, if I had to do it with no information, it was super, super scary. So uh, this is just something that, you know, there's just no good way to tell you that everything's going to be okay. I think that, you know, it's like I said, it's mostly a psychological and emotional issue because... there's nothing about this that we can control so if you look at the maps you know I talk about drought Uh, water is going to be huge issue now the interesting thing to me about these drought maps is uh, it doesn't matter when you look at them there's always some place that's bad news and so a lot of it is fear factor and a lot of it's not you know as I'm recording this the you know the Colorado River is drying up and states are being told that they need to cut back on their water including New Mexico where I'm at you know California New Mexico Arizona uh, we are hard hit Uh, the majority of that water goes to food production 
gas is going up, so delivering food is a whole separate issue. Uh, so, you know, I think that the questions we need to ask ourselves are how much do you want to be able to do yourself versus how reliant will you be on uh, services? Like if you want to have a well dug, you know, that's, God, twenty, thirty thousand dollars $30,000 depending on where you are. Um, and that's provided you hit water and that somebody else doesn't suck it up. I mean, one of the things I had the experience, which I'm glad, is people had wells all the time, but, you know, you got a farmer that moves in across the street, and all of a sudden your aquifer is empty, and there's nothing you can do about it. You have to wait and hope it fills back up. Uh, you know, there's also regulating agencies about water, uh, what you can and can't do. So... You know, like I said, we just live in this really complex world and this complex environment. And so, uh, you know, the other thing is aging. You know, we're aging into a future that will be extremely physically demanding. Are you able to do that if you are a long way away from services? You know, that's sort of been my issue. I don't physically, I can't support my, I can't do the work to support myself in this lifestyle unless there's a radical shift in my health. Uh, I can't do it. I can't get everything done. I can't work. I can't do this life. I certainly can't keep up with this puppy. So these are the kinds of things that, you know, are really difficult decisions to make. You know, if there are uh, bioweapons released, are you in a population dense area? Uh, Do you need to still work? Do you need to have access to medical care? Uh, are you f- still ha- taking care of family that you need to be in proximity to? Uh, is the political leanings of your community important? Do you need to look by county and by state to see who's doing what? But also, you know, with an eye to the future because things can flip. You can move into a conservative and then all of a sudden it turns over and vice versa. Uh, transportation can you get gas can you get your car repaired Uh, do you need public transportation to get around are you near the border if we are invaded by the southern or northern border are you on a direct road that a uh, army would travel and you'd be part of the uh, getting wiped out you know these are just real yet abstract and uh, almost unavoidable uh, issues, but with very little we can actually do about them, except if we really, really are hardcore and we want to survive, and we're ready to dig in and do whatever it takes. And and so, you know, as I talk to you about all this, I don't really have any super awesome answers, do I? I just really, really wanted to spark a lot of questions because now is a really, really good time to be thinking about these things. You know, I'm in the process of getting ready to move my trailer to a different spot on the property. But once I do that, because that's an exhausting process for me, <laughs> uh, I've got all my survival stuff pulled out. I'm, I keep hearing, you know, get ready, get ready, get ready to be able to get up and go. Uh, I don't want to have to dig through 17 bins to figure out what I have and what I would want to take. Uh, And it's all bigger than a bug out bag. So are you going to drive or do you have to walk? You know, these are the important questions. 
what can you take with you versus what are, what are you going to have to leave behind versus you don't want to leave behind. And I cannot stress the importance of doing that when it's not a crisis. The, you know, I will share my, uh, the one time I had to get out now moment was uh, when I moved back to California and I was in the mountains and the mountains were on fire and it was my first fire. So I panicked and I didn't take anything good with me. I had no common sense. Uh, I, I left windows open. I left the porch open on the sliding door. Uh, I was completely freaked out and I lost it. And so, uh, and this, and I'm somebody who does crisis well, I like to tell everybody, but I did not do well at all because I hadn't thought about it. It, it, it was so fast. I just wasn't, you know, it was new and I hadn't really put any energy into it. And it was before you know, my mentality had shifted to these kinds of things. You know, I still lived in the world where everything was going to be okay. Um, And it's not, you know, and one of the biggest issues people have is not just you, but family. You may be all gung-ho to pick up and go, and your family may not. And now is the time to not only have that conversation, but to make that emotional decision. Am I going to stay regardless of the consequences or am I going to leave regardless of the consequences same thing with animals you know cats don't travel that well you got more than one cat there's not a lot you can do are you going to stay are you going to put them down so that they don't get tortured or starve or whatever are you going to take them with you Uh, are you going to stay with them because you don't want to leave them it is that this is the moment in time where we need to make these emotional decisions uh, because relocation is more than just finding a new place to live because there's nothing certain about the future we are entering into. Uh, And like I said, I know this isn't the question that got prompted to start all this, but, you know, I've never stopped thinking about that and part of my you know grid down simulation was I wanted to make peace once and for all with this issue Uh, and I've had you know two fabulous experiences you know I've had the privilege of living by myself in the middle of nowhere uh, and now I have you know the privilege of being in the presence of other people to be able to experience these things that I talk about with you know new clarity that Uh, I don't know what I'm talking about for myself. (laughs) These are not options, right? Like I said, my takeaway from the grid down is I am the problem within the group. I am not helpful. Uh, And so, you know, most of us don't have the opportunity to experience lots of different things uh, and make decisions around that. And, you know, I feel very privileged that I've been able to have these experiences and make decisions uh, and get to, to, to see, well, then I don't have to have regret. I don't have to worry like, oh, I did the wrong thing. Um, but I would highly, highly recommend that now is a good conversation to have with yourself around these ideas and then make peace with it. Uh, it is a really good time to be purposeful in terms of maybe collecting what those all out 100% essentials are that can go in a small bag that leave with you no matter what 
oh man, I think it's raining. I hope I think I have stuff outside. So we need to wrap this up. Uh, you know, one of the things, the little things I do that I think uh, is important is one. I always notice that refugees uh, walk around barefoot most of the time, or have crappy shoes on, or wear inappropriate clothing. Uh, if I'm driving any significant distance away from my home, I always wear good walking shoes so I can get back. You know, I'm not traveling through the forest in sandals, you know, hoping that the snakes don't bite me. So uh, this is so big. It's so confusing. It's so overwhelming. And, you know, like I started this with the whole point that I was so afraid of not being in a safe place and it's you know 10 plus years later and I'm still afraid of not being in a safe place and I have no answer other than to continue to try and make peace within myself <coughs> sorry this the rain is kicking up and my own life that it will all be okay. So uh, I'm gonna wrap this because I got stuff outside that's not supposed to be when it's raining and the doors are open and the windows are open. Uh, and I'm gonna continue this tomorrow and we're gonna talk about it a little bit more at a personal level. Uh, but again, you know, my takeaway is do what you can now, make peace with it, whatever your decision is. Let go of finding a perfect place and decide what is best for you in whatever time you have left. Because we're all in a world and a universe of uncertainty. One step at a time, one deep breath at a time. With that, I will see you next time.